All right. Hi. Yeah, it's Tom. I keep on saying it's been a while. I've just been depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been depressed as fuck. Uh, I've been like meaning to do more. No, it has been a bit of a, a tough few months, but it's good to get back in the studio and it's great to be here joined by um, Jess. Is it Liam Mouth? <gasps> Liam Off. Liam Try again. Month. Yeah, that's right. Time of the month. <laughs> Liam Month. I get Liam Mouth all the time. Jess Leah Month. Leah Month. Leah Month. Yeah. Is that English? Is that Le- uh, Leah Scottish? Scottish. Mm. Jess Leah Month, thank you for turning up here today. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We've kind of been Instagramming, DMing. Is mm-hmm. that allowed? Because you've got a husband, not in that yeah. way. But we have <laughs> yeah. been, like a similar interest, a vested interest, would you say? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice that you've made the trip over here today to get involved with Yorkshire Grit. I feel like I've kind of been a bit disrespectful to Yorkshire Grit recently because I've been doing a lot of Southerners. Mm. Um, like nothing against Southerners because there's some great ones out there. Uh, Post Roulette, I've kind of made like, nah, let's bring it back up. Yeah, how have they been going down, Southerners? Well, they've been all right. It's um, Yanto, Chris, OP, Alex Richardson. His was pretty phenomenal. But I do think I need to kind of like rein it in a little bit because before I know it I'll be having like that crystal salt on your meals like that sea salt or I'll be buying like San Pellegrino and <laughs> I know not talking to anyone because I recently been down to London yeah and I always find that no one talks to you just like if you're walking past or somewhere I always just say hi yeah yeah on purpose. They just, they just, well, yeah, just say hi, and people just ignore you. Yeah, they do. Like, I would say hi to cleaners in the hallway, and they're just coming out of my room, and they're like, morning, and they just wouldn't answer me. I think, well, that's more awkward, that, if you just, <laughs> just left me hanging. So, like, oh. Yeah. When I left Roulette, I went to get pizza at this place, and um, it was in Brick Lane, Shoreditch, and I reckon... Uh, honestly, I had so many panic attacks just walking from Brick Lane to try and find a pizza place. Couldn't sit down because they were all too noisy. Uh, but I've just try to find the quietest place just to gather your thoughts. Because it's just such a busy... You forget how busy it is and how intense it is as a city. Yeah. Especially when you're not used to it. Yeah, that's true. I do like it as a little holi- like a little weekend away, though. It's pretty decent in it, London. But I couldn't, especially not in the heat. Fuck that. Mm. I couldn't do the heat down there. Anyway, let's get... Onto it because I thought you were from uh, Tadcaster. Yeah, but you're from Bramham. Yeah, which is the same place, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, I think it's because I did my first triathlon in Tadcaster, and I worked in Sainsbury's in Tadcaster, so everyone just presumes I'm from Tadcaster. Is that a big Sainsbury's? Or are we talking mini? Oh, a little mini one. Yeah. Out of co-op, Tesco Express, little Sainsbury's, little Morrison's. Which ones are the best? Because then you got your subpar ones like your Londises and your Premiers, which are grim. I'm going for the one you had mentioned. Did you mention co-op? Yeah, I mentioned oh, co-op. Oh, sorry, but co-op then. They're the best, aren't they? Yeah, I like co-op, me. Because, yeah, I would say, because I hate going into, like, big supermarkets. <laughs> I'd much rather just go into the little quick ones, but pisses me off to fuck when you're in a spa petrol station someone does a big shop in front of you. I find yeah, that disrespectful. Yeah, that, that happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. I find that disrespectful and rude. Yeah, I do. And like, you think, fucking hell, I'm only yeah. here for pump three. Can you hurry up and yeah. get some chewing gum? Get maybe a handful of items. But if you get in a basket at a petrol station, supermarket, straight death. Yeah. Execution. Dickheads. Unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Bramham, Tadkester, growing up, up until... 
like school talk us through you know you obviously triathlon now olympics commonwealth games that jazz yeah do you want to fill us in um yeah i guess i i just had a normal life just went <laughs> to it grew up in bramham went to boston's bar school met my partner john in year 10 so you've been with him since year 10 yeah yeah and what's yeah. You, tell us about john oh he's a lovely lad yeah i'd hope so <laughs> yeah <laughs> No, he's he's um he's a gas man now. Um, gas fitter. No, like mains gas, so it's like emergency gas. Okay. It's like under the ground. Yeah, yeah, okay. Does uh, he wear high vis and stuff? He wears high vis, yeah. Okay. And he's on call a lot, and he, he hates that. Yeah. And he does a bit of training with me and stuff. Does running, and he used to be used to do cycling. Got to I think cap two, so he, he was dabbled handy. in that. Yeah. So yeah, we met in year ten at school and. Then we both decided we didn't want to go to uni. I were done with school. Do you know what I mean? You're just like, I did sixth form, I'm like, that is it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't like education. I'm not very good at it. Did you enjoy school? Were you popular? Was it kind of... Oh, school were fine. Yeah, I had a good laugh. But I mean, I struggled because I was dyslexic and not very bright. So I had to try hard and then still got average results, if you know what I mean. But then I also was swimming a lot. So I was swimming before school and after school which kind of took over my life a little bit. So then once I got with John, I quit when I was 17, 16, 17. Quit swimming? Yeah, because it was just, everyone were going out partying and they were like, oh, do you want to come out on a Friday night? I'd be like, well, fucking hell, I've been up since half four. <laughs> I'll fall asleep at seven. So hang on, let me just, cause you just said half four there. Yeah. So, because I have heard that swimmers, because I did swimming for a little bit. Mm. Horrendous sport, by the way. It is so boring. How you do swimming. No offence to swimmers out there, but it is. I don't get it as a sport not being disrespectful but it is it's one it i remember turning up to leeds carnegie swimming and i just cycled to barcelona for charity thinking right i'm fit here this is i'm fit as fuck and they went all right we'll swim in i was like piece of piss and i remember getting laughed at by it was by johnny allister i don't think they knew who i was because i couldn't even do two lengths i was having like a heart attack <laughs> and nearly drowned <laughs> And this guy was like, are you Sorry all right, mate? Sit on the steps because you have steps going down. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> 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 like I could have had like a fucking Domino's or something. It is different, isn't it? It's all technique, Fitness. isn't it? That's oh, what... it's massively technique, yeah. And it's, it is so hard. So like when I did triathlon later on, I loved it because not every session was solid and, and yeah. an actual hard aerobic session because it was like pretty much morning session and the evening sh sessions were just so hard. So you'd have to get up at what? You'd have to your alarm would go at half four. Uh, before then, yeah, because we'd get in at five. So like till four past seven. Yeah. Go to school, come back, get in pull at half four, and then till half six. Yeah, that. Mm, if my alarm went off at four a.m. in the dark, they say that discipline is doing something every day that you don't necessarily enjoy, but you just do. Yeah. That will probably me doing swimming. That's what I was going to say. I'm trying to think of if there was like a pie chart and there was a percentage of how much of that is enjoyable. Would you say like what five, ten percent? I think when I was younger, or was that being a bit harsh? Yeah, I reckon towards the end it was probably about that. Probably did it because I was all right at it. So then I kept doing well. So I just kept doing it. But also I had a right good laugh. So all the my friends were real good fun. So I'd just be going for the crack really but then it gets serious later and certainly at a younger age than normal so I had to quit all my other sports because I played a bit of football and 
dabbled in golf and did all sorts. But I had, to qu- I had to quit. Did you just say well, golf? Well, actually, yeah. I did do golf, but I didn't really like it too far. So. But you had to quit everything for swimming. And then it's really awful because my dad were getting up all the time to take me. And then you get to the point where you're like, so I just want to quit. <laughs> and, you know, after years and years, he must be like, ah, oh, brilliant. But to be fair, he didn't mind at all. He would just wanted me to do whatever I wanted, so I were lucky in that respect. But I think a lot of kids do it because their parents want them to do it. It just seems like it impacts, it, it borderlines a little bit on like not being cruel, but like what, how many hours before school was it? An hour and a half, two? Uh, like two hours swimming before school. And then how many after? It'd be like two to two and a half, but they'd be like land training as well. Mm, yeah, is that like, is that torture? <laughs> were you not absolutely like fuck? Oh, by the time you got to like yeah because yeah. on a Saturday I'd be, probably the only time that I'd stay over it with John and I'd get to hit his on the Saturday and I'd probably fall asleep at like 6pm and not get up till I'd literally sleep all the way like most of the weekend because I'd be smashed I remember once I went to sleep and I'd, I got up at 6pm <laughs> really because I slept all the way through yeah I remember my mum coming home from work and I'm like what are you doing are you not off to work today she yeah. was like what you on about how I've been <laughs> We're like, well, I've just got up. Yeah, yeah, because you were just so... Yeah, because yeah. you just smashed. But it kind of, I suppose it does give you that discipline that if you can get up at 4am, you can kind of do anything really. It's definitely helped me because I'm, I'm disciplined and yeah. time management. And, and if my alarm goes off, I'm up in a second. Yes. John thinks I'm a freak. Yes. But it's just because it's been drilled into me from a young age. So I'm, I don't find it hard to get up at all. See, that's the opposite of me. Yeah. I still and struggle John. with that daily. Yeah. He'll snooze and then, whereas I'd never, ever snooze, ever. Really? Never, not Lamb even a goes second. Your yeah, I, within literally a second. What, you just, George has said from as well. Vertical to, yeah. No, from horizontal to vertical. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when I stay with her as well, she's like, what are you doing? I've yeah. never seen anyone like it, but it's just, I don't know, it must be habit. Okay, so the swimming thing, school, year 10, met John. Mum and dad? They do you, do you have a mum and dad? Yeah, yeah, sorry, they're still together. Been together since they were like 17. And what are they called? Andrew and Beverly. Oh, what name? Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's proper name. Call Drew and Bev. You, you sure. call, you, no, I don't really. Just I, I call Bev Bev sometimes because she hates being called Bev. Bev, yeah, I could <laughs> see someone here. She's like that I'm Beverly. As a lady, yeah. So then I just call her Bev. Just I've automatically got image like um like a lager drinking kind of like goes to Benidorm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hindu gets a name on top. of uh, <laughs> I think that's what my mum's thinking as well. Yeah, Jess gets me a beer. Yeah, and then. Quit swimming. Yeah. And then is this when Loved you... Loved life as well when I quit swimming. Was that like a little bit of like uh, you wanted to be free a little bit? Like... Oh, I couldn't believe it when I, I just had so much time. Yeah. And I just got... Well, I, I just didn't do any exercise at all for like five years. Didn't go in the pool. Didn't touch a pool until I was like 22 probably. We went travelling, me and John. We saved up because we are both... I was working at Sainsbury's, finished at Sixth Farm because I used yeah. to work at Sainsbury's while I was at Sixth Farm. So then I just picked up more shifts. We, he was at Tesco yep. in Zeecroft. We saved and then went so travelling for you worked at Tesco when you worked at Sainsbury's? Yeah, well, was, I was sad. Was there a rivalry there? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Could did, care less. And then we went travelling for a year. So we just went off and went to like most of Southeast Asia and Australia. Yeah, that's original. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was back then. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Well, I guess more so than it was. And then we got 
a bit fat and I decided that sport were for me. So then I came back and did a bit of personal training and worked in a gym. Because you didn't like being, you probably weren't overweight. You were just probably, um, you were probably just normal, but. Yeah, I, I put on a lot of weight when I finished swimming, like instantly. I remember going on holiday with my mum's friends and family two weeks after, and I think they were like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I was totally unaware and I, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like, I am loving life, not swimming. But I think everyone around me were like, she's ballooned. Yeah, yeah. And she's totally unaware. See, for me, I'm still coming out of like a very dark period of when I put on a huge amount. Like, and I look back at it now, I've looked at photos and stuff, and I'm just kind of getting there gradually. But still, the thought of putting on weight, it scares me so much because I know the sheer dedication and strength it takes to, to lose it. Yeah. Does that not scare you as much? Oh, no, it does. I hate it. So, like, recently I've been injured and I haven't done anything for, like, six months. Like, literally nothing because I was on crutches. And it was a lot worse because it was completely out of my control. Because, like, if I wanted to lose weight or not have the weight gain so quickly, there's nothing really I could do about it other than not eat. And that wasn't an option because I had literally no joy in my life other than food. So, yeah, it's do you know, like, I was looking forward to eating, so I wouldn't be like, actually, I'm not going to have that. And also I needed to heal as well. Re I really struggled with that because I just hated putting on weight so much. And it just... It just happens so fast and just constantly you know like the nutritionist be like it'll plateau soon never did <laughs> just kept going up every week every month we're just going up 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 and i was just like oh, i can't do anything about this but this is shit <laughs> i find it so kind of i only exercise purely so i can eat more yeah i'm, like, I'm not far off that yeah yeah i don't just yeah like what did i have last night what did i there's a takeaway near up and i had like a chicken, I try and be healthy-ish. It's a chicken grilled kebab with pita. Yeah, that sounds nice. But I've got garlic mayonnaise as well. Oh yeah, you got to have mayo. But f yeah, foods, because with triathlon, I did it for a little bit mm. at Leeds Carnegie, yeah. which is now, is that now the- Leeds Met. Leeds Met, is that now like the centre of triathlon world? Is uh, that the sports centre? Not so much the uni, but Brownlee Centre is. So Brownlee Centre. I, I guess in that area, yeah, I suppose it is. And I remember when I did it, it was people like Holly Avel. Can you remember her? Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah, I know Holly. Yeah, she's lovely. And there was a few others and there was a few others and da, da, da. But I remember you wouldn't get away with it now. But back then there was definitely like an eating disorder mm. vibe. Yeah. There just fucking was. Yeah. Like, fact. Yeah. Like I remember them all trying to beat each other. Like not passing out. Did a couple pass out? I can't remember. But I just remember thinking, yeah, this, this is this is unhealthy, this. And I always remembered I was the opposite. I would always eat too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with that, you were always fueled, and you were always on top of your game when it came to training because you mm. were always just, like, overfed. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember feeling fucking mega. <laughs> like, always be like, yeah, and other people, like, on the on the knees. Yeah. Just triathlon in women's travel, does it still have that kind of, like, that issue? Or do you think it's kind of... No, I wouldn't say so. Not certainly not in the in the group that we're in now. I wouldn't say there's anybody I could think of that I think's got a problem. Or it's all good. It's like because it, I I do remember it being a bit of an issue back then. It was yeah. Like, I don't know. Even across the board of people we race, I think I feel I've always been a, a bigger triathlete compared to a lot of the, like certainly on the world circuit. And it's funny because even when I was racing, I was always a strong athlete or. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is fine. But I just think that there's such a stigma about 
being lean and you're going to be quicker and stuff. And it's just such a myth. Well, is, so is, I it, think it anyway. Is, yeah. Especially in tra- well, you do have to be light though to run 10k though, don't you? Is, is that right? Um, well, you do, but not not to the certain extent. Like, there's a lot of athletes now that are not that are not like light. They're just solid, not solid, but you know, like muscly and yeah. not just like completely lean and thin. They're obviously fit and healthy, but they're not like under. Nourished, yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're not yeah. like really, really lean, and they're still running very fast times. Are they? So I just, yeah, yeah, I think so. Do you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to see triathlon be swim, run, bike. Would you? Yeah, I really <laughs> think I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see the bike at the end. It would really fuck shit up. <laughs> well, you should watch Super League. They do that all the time. What they like ch- How does Super League work? Like, what is this Super League? Like, why do people wear like they wear like outrageous outfits now? Don't they like Johnny Brown in like a cheater's outfit? Or yeah, whatever. they do teams and stuff. They try to spice up triathlon, aren't they? And I think, I mean, they do. It's quite fun to watch. It's a bit different, and they do that. They spice it up, you know. Do they do different ways round and. They do like time trials and what you call it. Don't you get a um, you get penalised and you have to? Can you get like uh, what's it called? Because I'm sure eliminated. No. Yeah, 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 eliminated. Or do you get like time time bonuses or no nothing? Like yeah, that? there's also the honestly half at time. I don't know what's going on to be honest. I just <laughs> figure out if I'm swimming, bike running, or what way I'm doing <laughs> it, and then just hope for the best. You do standard. That's your thing. Still. Well, yeah, I haven't I haven't raced for. A, well, all year. well, at the beginning of the year, I did a little few races, but I haven't raced all year. But yeah, standard, like Olympic distance. So after the gap year, you came back, you did a bit of personal training. Yeah. You got fit a little bit. And then how did the kind of the triathlon thing come about? I did like a charity triathlon when I was at um, Sainsbury's. And when I first came back from traveling, before I went in the gym, and I figured I were quite all right at it because the hardest thing to learn is the swim. And I'd already swam for God knows how long. Yeah. So that was quite an easy fitness. And then all I had to do was ride a bike and run. And I'd done a bit of biking because I'd ruptured my cruciate ligament twice. And so, a lot of the rehabs. Um, so cycling. Cycling, yeah. yeah. And John was into mountain biking and cycling so it kind of just all fit in and then I just started doing local ones like Tagcaster and Leeds and that's where I met Ashley Brown because my dad knew him from Fev Chain Gang and he was like oh we're starting up a new cycling group BBM over near us yeah come and do Chain Gang so I'd never done a Chain Gang or a road or anything so I went there and he was like teaching us all how to like yeah. me and John how to Right, work in the in the group and stuff, and I bloody loved it. I was just like, "This is ace," you know, absolutely yeah, yeah. hammering it. And then just getting dropped, and then yeah. the next week coming back and trying not to get dropped. So I was just loving stuff like that. So I just got fitter and fitter, and then started doing like British triathlons. And eventually, I got on to be a pilot athlete. You know, like a domestic, you'd call yeah. it. Were you working at this time? Were you? I was working full time and I was doing the European races. And then my coach's friend, he sponsored me to go full time. So then I didn't have to work. And then my performance improved a lot because obviously I would try and I would only swim once a week and try to compete without like European yeah, athletes you can't and do stuff. It, can yeah. You? And then once I did that, my, I improved a lot just by swimming more and riding more. And then, yeah, I got on funding from, like, GB team through being a pilot. So then I was, like, a training partner for, like, Non and Vicky going to Rio. 
which were fantastic, I thought I've made it. Yeah, that way yeah. I was just like, this is min. I'm just going on a training camp, training with them, learning from them. Yeah, and then they've got all the stress of the Olympics. I remember like Nan had talked to me about, because it's quite stressful, the Olympics, because it's all on medals. So if we as triathletes don't get medals, then there's the funding's cut and people can lose their jobs and stuff. So it is quite stressful. I remember running with her in San Rich thinking, I I am never doing it. Like, thank God I'm never going to Olympics. That is really? horrendous. Really? You just didn't fancy doing that? Yeah, because when she was saying it, I just thought, oh God, that's so stressful. Yeah. Like, what about if you don't do well? But you strike me as someone who could, because I listened to year one with Orla and stuff. Mm. And I remember thinking, I've got to ask you this. Now, please don't take this the wrong way. You, you're either really good at playing a good game here. <laughs> right. and you're either one of these who can play a really good game. Like, oh, I'm not interested. I'm not that bothered. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to enjoy it. Yeah. Can take it or leave it. And I was thinking in the back of my head, I was like, hmm, are you really crafty and clever? No. And, and deep down, you're utterly obsessed. <laughs> or or is, that, is that just you? You're quite lazy affair? Yeah, well... Like I thought about that, but then as time progressed, because at this point I would I would nowhere near their standard. You know, I would just a bit of a pleb. And I think as time gone on, it, it's so funny because you think about going to Olympics, people think, God, that must be stressful, like hearing about it, going, like standing on the start, like you must be so nervous. But then as you go through it, you you realise that it's not. It's just like in any other race. Yeah. Same with all the leading up to it. So I did my first World Series and I'm thinking... I wonder if I'll get nervous. And then it just never happens. Like I just, you just go with the flow. And then eventually you stood on the start line for Olympics and that's that. Do you know what I mean? I'd, I'd never really overthought it because everything was such a bonus for me because I was literally working like full time. Someone's giving me opportunity. I'm now doing World Series. Like if I have a bad race, who gives a shit? John doesn't care. My mum and dad aren't bothered. So... Do you ever then, like imposter syndrome a bit? Did you ever feel a oh, bit like... massively, yeah. All the time. Terrible for that. Because I literally just think, like, oh, I fluked it constantly. Yeah. All the time. You like, yeah, John says that a lot. But it's, I guess it's natural because it's not, I never thought, oh, I'm, growing up, I'm going to go to Olympics. Yeah. You know, it was never a thought of, of mine. So then when we leading up to Olympics, people asking that all the time. And it's really difficult because you're like, you feel like you're really miserable just going, well, I never really thought I'd be here, but I am. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, they want you to be like, oh, God, I've thought about this since I was a kid and since I was six, I've wanted to go. And then I'm like, um, yeah, just ended up here and I'm just going for a laugh. It just doesn't go down that well, does it? Have you got any kind of like standout memories from like the Olympics? Have you got any like any moments where you've gone, wow, like fuck, he's just, you know, like Usain Bolt's just walked past me. I'm like, oh, like, oh my God, that's more fun. You know, have you ever in the lift of anyone or anything? What, while I was there? Yeah. Well, not really, because unfortunately for us, it was COVID, wasn't it? Oh, it was COVID. <laughs> so we didn't see anyone. And if we did, we'd probably get accosted, but... Not really. Anyone do anything that took your breath away and you just went, wow, that's like, he looks incredible. Like, that woman looks amazing. <laughs> Not so much at the time, but I do remember years ago watching Paula Radcliffe and I thought, bloody hell. She, like, for some reason watching her really motivated me because I was just like, how is somebody running that fast for that long? Yeah. So I remember that. Was it that... two hours six she did? Did she do two hours six? No, no, I don't think that fast. 2.16 maybe? Was it 2.16? I don't know. Some bloody fast anyway. And I do remember thinking, God, that's amazing. I'd love to be that fit. So I've always enjoyed pushing myself. I've always loved, like, it, like when I've been injured, I just really miss just pushing myself as hard as I can. 
So it's not so much like going out and tootling. Yeah. I'm not bothered about that. You, do, I just you don't wanna, get enjoyment from that. Not really. Whereas John, he likes to go out for a little tootle and he's the t- complete opposite in a way. He won't, he'd rather go for a cafe stop and a little tootle, whereas I'd want to just go hard yeah, yeah, yeah. and then feel amazing afterwards. So I think I've always had that from swimming and, and just generally been into sport. So although I've always liked sport and been into it maybe i was just a bit slack and i could have thought about going to olympics but maybe i just <laughs> i just didn't think about it and at school no one really you know no one tells you that they, they say are you going to uni or not and you're like all right yeah, brilliant rather than going god there's a you could be a, a sports person you could make a career out of this or that or there's none of that it's just like yeah do you want to do uni well no not really what course will i do oh well off i go don't bother do you know i don't know how do you find the strength and depth in triathlon now? Because obviously there was like the boom period when, you know, the Brownleys were, fu- you know, they were just everything, weren't they? It was mm. just like, you know, everywhere you turned, everyone was doing triathlon. Mm. A bit like when Wiggins won the Olympic time trial in cycling. Yeah. yeah that was quite, cycling kind of went, peaked a bit. Yeah. How do you find it now? Do you think, do you think triathlon, I don't want to sound disrespectful to your sport. If you went on, you know, pro cycling stats, the hundredth best cyclist in the world at the moment is probably someone like, fucking Tom Pickcock or Omar Frelia who's won three stages of the Giro you know what I mean it's insane yeah just to even get into the top 100 of cycling mm. do you think triathlon will ever get like that I do think it's a very high standard I mean I'm probably not doing it justice to going <laughs> yeah I just went to Sainsbury's and now I'm you know doing this yeah, yeah. but the times and the performances are pretty incredible are they yeah I've got to say, and I am so far away from that <laughs> currently, but yeah, and certainly the men, like everyone's just good at everything now. You know, whereas before some people are like a good runner, but then yep. if they miss the swim, they'd be a bit average. Whereas now a lot of people are very, very good. Like they're all running ridiculous after doing a hard bike. It's mad because everyone moved to Leeds, didn't they, at one point? They're like, I'll move to Leeds. It's bloody brilliant, that's why. If I move here, I'll be the best triathlete. But do you think the training's kind of evolved now and you don't have to live in Leeds? Yeah, you don't have to live in Leeds, but it's bloody fantastic. So, Do you find it hard to train around here in, uh, in winter? You can be honest because it, oh, no, it, it, be, it can oh, be grim. God, it can be horrific. Like even today where it's just thick fog, you yeah. think, oh, fantastic. I can't wait to go out on a three-hour ride, yeah. wrap up and it's like... Oh, you, you know, you get home from swimming, and you, you think, oh, I'll sit on the for it, and you're like, right, I've got to get changed and go out for three hours and in the fog. It's pretty grim. God, it brings back some memories that, you know. It does make you hard, though. It makes you motivated, because if you can do that, then you're pretty keen, aren't you? Yeah, Grand Canaria or, you know, Port Plenty is going to be a piece of piss if you can kind of go around building or... Yeah, exactly. Blubber houses or out on Fev Chain Gang. With yeah. our Wayne <laughs> yeah. and our Jake. But your injury. So mm. a big reason why I did want to chat to you is because obviously you're sugar. We look at people who've kind of gone, you know, going through some um, a bit of adversity, mm. uh, kind of turning it around, showing a bit of mental strength to people who are listening who might be going through something similar. Because it can be daunting. It can be scary. You've had a, I think you said six months, just talk us through your injury and you know, where you're at with it now and how you... Because you touched on saying you might have been drinking a bit. You know, you fought back in the day or now you're kind of like, I could, I could drink a bit. Yeah. Because obviously we spoke about 
why I'd kind of gone for it. Yeah, so, oh God, it was like April. I was in a race and basically my kind of leg gave way. I'm not going to bore you all with the the whole five months um, because it is so long. Honestly, you'd literally do, you'd cut from me talk, starting talking about my hip and I could be going for two hours. It's so it's that your long. hip that when is it your leg or your hip? The femoral neck. So it's the top, like you know, the ball and socket of your femur. Yes. It's like the thin part of the ball and socket. So it's like I kind of fractured the whole thing from medial to lateral, like all the way through. Doing what? Um, just running or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a stress fracture. I had that a lot. You know, when I was roaming around on crutches, people are like, oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, I brought my hip. And they're like, all oh, right. How'd you do that? And I think, well, <laughs> just doing too much exercise, basically. And they're like, what? I think next time I'm just going to say I crashed. Yeah. Because <laughs> people are like, More you impressive. are fucking weird. Yeah. You know, well, it is, you know, when you think. The thing is, with triathletes do get a lot of stress, like a lot of stress fractures because it's weight bearing, isn't it? It's, yeah. You know, it's too much because you, you're running a lot, but then you've got God knows how many hours that are swimming and biking that are taking energy from your body, but it's not actually weight bearing. But the problem is, they didn't, I'm not a complete psycho. They just didn't find it. Like, it didn't. It's very complicated and that's probably been the most stressful part for me has been just like the diagnosis and the medical around it all. But I'm not going to go into that. But So basically, I got a stress fracture and it was, it should have required surgery in the end. A long story, but we've decided not to. Okay. Mainly because you don't want pins in your hip if you want to carry on doing triathlon or anything in the future. So I did have a slight little bit of luck in the whole mess of my hip and that required being on crutches for nearly five and a half months so in that time obviously it was it was difficult because it was never straightforward so i never had a real it's not like i, I injured it and they went right it's fractured you're on crutches for six months it was always like we'll get the next scan see what that says next week we'll do that so i'm never knowing so i was constantly on crutches but I, they were never Nobody ever knew what was wrong with me, basically. So I think that was quite difficult, having no direction, because it wasn't until later on that I actually found this out. And then people are asking you, how's the hip? And you're like, I don't actually, I don't fucking know, no idea. So it was very difficult, I think. It was so life-changing in a way, because it wasn't just triathlon. Nothing, like at this point, it was nothing to do with triathlon. It was just my health in general, because I couldn't do anything for myself. On crutches, you can't. Like John's at work, I'm at home. I can't even have my lunch in the living room because I can't take it in. I can't have a cup of tea. I literally just sat down and couldn't really do anything for half a year. So it got to a point where, yeah, I would just, I had up and down days, but it was pretty, pretty depressing to be fair. And how do you do, because depression for people can, means like when I get depressed, it's a fog. It's like, um, I kind of tend to want to sleep. Mm. Uh, you don't get enjoyment out of little things again. Even the tiniest little things, door handles, the colour of a door handle might make you feel a bit like, oh, God, that's a bit grim. Or just like mad little things. And obviously I don't, I don't drink anymore. Would you say you were depressed then? Or would you say you were just down? I'm not too sure, to be honest. I mean, I don't think I was really bad. But then looking back now, 
at that time and people say, oh, did you do anything in that time? You know, like, did you learn anything? What did you actually do? Because people are like, surely you did something in that five months or whatever. I think I didn't. Just completed Netflix. Yeah, basically. And you think, well, it was just a bit of a blur now. Like I look back and go, that time, although it felt like it was forever, it's all just a bit of a blur. And I think, I don't know what I did. I don't know how I got day to day. I don't, I, I can't recall like how, what I did. Um, but I was very lucky because I have a life outside of triathlon, which obviously we've talked about and the reason I've got into triathlon late. So I'm lucky that I had a lot of friends that not didn't care about triathlon, but don't give a shit basically. So I'll go out with them and go out on a night out of drinks or whatever. And it's, it kind of made me a bit more normal. Yeah. So in a way, it was very depressing. But then at the same time, I can kind of, I can kind of get away from it. And I had John as well, who was again, he'd mind about triathlon. It's not like so. If I had to rely on just people around in triathlon, I think I'd have been a complete shell because life goes on in triathlon. It's so busy. Nobody yeah. really. Quite a few have contacted me, like people like Non, because she's been through. But no one cares, like your mate, mate. It's kind of, it's brutal. It's a bit. It is a bit. I think I think I figured that a little bit. And you don't hate them for it, even though you do, even though it does hurt. It's just, you know, they don't have the energy to even kind of contemplate thinking about someone else who might be having a bit of a shit time. They're just kind of, I do know what you mean. Life does go on. Yeah, and I think... I'm the, I would be the same and like I can't say I won't and I think having this injury has made me think more about the, the people in a way because I think I was I, I'm guilty of that as well because life and, and I go through life traveling you're like in just a big bubble and you're you're so dedicated to your sport and you, it makes you selfish in a way because you, I don't see my family I don't see my nephew I don't see my sister that often because I'm so busy and you are but it's like you can make time, but you feel like you won't do as well if you don't. So you kind of just get in this big bloody circle of triathlon life and it's just a bit much. So I think I've kind of, I'll probably have a different outlook as well and think more about other people when they go, if they get injured or go through things. You know, as sports people, you, you do have to be really selfish and, you know, empathy for others it's probably not a massive character, not default, but it's not, it's probably not a characteristic you're going to see with like, you know, really successful athletes because you do have to be pretty focused and pretty, you know, not that other people looking after other people are a threat, but it's kind of like, well, no, I'm not going to drive over there on a Tuesday night after track session because I might be a little bit tired. Fuck that. I'm going to go to bed. But I do like what you say about having a life outside because anything can happen and you know, you should have a whole rounded life. Definitely, because it can be over in, like I were in the middle of a race and I got injured and yes, that were it. Gone. exactly. I could have been... I've seen people who have been obsessed and I cast myself as one and trust me, the rebuild afterwards is fucking horrendous if you just put all your eggs in one basket. That's literally what you're doing. Yeah, and there's so many athletes that it happens to, you know, they don't, they, because certainly that have not had any job so they've literally done triathlons into, or another sport since they were little. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they either get injured or they're not as good. As, and I'm sure it happens to a lot of footballers. And then they're just like, well, what happens now? And no one said, oh, you know, think about the future. You need to be doing things alongside it or, I don't know, have a, another hobby or another passion. 
it's yeah a lot of people put all their eggs in one basket and then they just like flash the like shit what do i do in my life i find it so hard to get what was i watching last night anyway and i was like oh it's a once in a lifetime kind of commitment you never get it back mm. because i wish i could be obsessed with something but it hasn't come to me again yet like cycling did yeah. Like I was looking back at Strava the other day. I, I used to get up every every Wednesday and Thursday before work at 6am. I was out the door for half six. So I'd go up Norwood Edge in the dark, even in winter. Oof, like that's some fucked up shit, really. That's to, hard, that. To do. Yeah. I was training 20 hours a week, round a full-time job. Got really good, but like you can't help what you're interested in, can you? you no. You, it grips you, you don't grip it. Yeah. Like same as being a serial killer. <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope that doesn't grip me. Yeah. You can't help it. Yeah. You're interested in what you're interested in. Yeah. It could be some fucked up shit or it can be, you know, it can be some positive stuff. And I'm, I'm convinced that once you've had a once in a lifetime kind of commitment where you do that crazy shit, I think it is quite hard to find something again that, that motivates you in the same way. Yeah. And I think a lot of athletes are like that because then they'll go into other things like coaching. And yeah, I've think- tried CrossFit. Yeah, or, or oh. I've done. Um, I did chess. Joined Al Woodley Chess Club for a bit. Did you? And it just didn't. I liked it for a bit, but didn't t- you know what I mean? Nothing's gonna. But what is it about cycling you love? Is it the actual maybe exercise? I... Is it the people? Is it? I spoke about this with someone the other day. It's because you're good at it. Yeah. And you want to cling on to what you're good at. Yeah, yeah. Why do you want to become the org- uh, the monkey again? If you can, if you're kind of an, an all right organ grinder. Like, you know, mm. everyone wants to turn up on a Saturday morning and still kind of be quite like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, I suppose you don't want to start off again at, at the bottom. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm going for that. <laughs> and how's that? How's, you know, uh, when, when does it start back up again? Oh, so I am training now. But because obviously I've had so long off, I am kind of starting back at the bottom. And in a way, it is it is a little bit motivating, although it is a bit also depressing because you just think, Jesus, I am you know, not the same. Yeah. And and the sessions that you could do before or whatever are way harder. But at the same time, it's so motivating for me because you've kind of hit rock bucket bottom and you can only get better, can't I? So, well, I, I hope from now. And that's every day's motivating. Whereas when you're fit, you don't have those days where you go, God, I'm getting better and better and better because you're just, you're just you, trying you're to stay at, better. Yeah. Yeah. So then yeah. this is quite nice to go, actually, this week I feel way better than last week. I can do this more, I can do that. So it's a different outlook a little bit. And as long as you know where you are and where you're going to be, it's fairly motivating. So what are the, you know, 2022 is kind of, we're wrapping it up soon. Yeah, thank God. It's been a bit of a shit one for you. But what are your aims now? Because how old are you now? 34? 30, yeah. 34. So you're same, age, same age as me. Yeah. What, um, what's 2023? Have you got, have you got, do, do you do aims? Do you have aims? No, never have though. Because that's, that's, somebody asked me that. And I thought, well, my aims are just the same as every year. Just literally see what races are on. <laughs> Race them and, and go from there. I literally, even with the Olympics, I didn't look into the selection policy. I just knew what races and then I just do them because I think, well, in my eyes, aiming for things, it sounds so bizarre and backwards, but I'm going to try as hard as I can anyway. So if you say to me, you've got to come first in this race, 
that'll make no difference to the way that I perform because I'll literally try my hardest every time. Yeah, yeah. So in my mind, I just think, well, what's the point of planning it? So I kind of have to sometimes just because, you know, as coaches and stuff want things to aim for. But I'm just taking it literally, usually it'd be a month at a time, whereas now it's a bit more of a week at a time. And just hoping to get back to decent fitness over this winter and start racing again next year. When can you start training again properly? Well, I'm kind of doing it now. I'm, I'm nearly up to everything but running, as in like time-wise. So the only thing I, I've not done is like hard riding. So riding-wise, hour-wise, um, I'm there swimming. I've just started to do some intensity. How many and hours then, a week on the bike? Um, I'll be getting up to 13 it's quite a lot then it all on the turbo no way <laughs> yeah because the because well i could go outside but i'm just waiting for my last scan and i don't want to uh come off <laughs> and then i'd be like ah oh. that's two hours a day on the turbo yeah pretty much yeah it's, and, and and it capped watts as well which is even more depressing because it's like if you go on zwift you're just like watching everyone pass you you can't do what about it <laughs> but um it's better than nothing so no i i agree with what you've said there about aims and stuff i never said like yeah it's like well no just whatever yeah i'll just do whatever not bothered i will just smash myself i'm not i don't set like individual goals or individual targets and stuff just to be fit and give it your all i think that's a really good philosophy to have yeah, I think I'm going to try to do that a bit with the running and stuff when I go back now. Just think, well, I'm not going to look at paces and, and whatever. Just Because I'll try out in, in a session anyway, so I don't see why I have to analyse anything or look at what pace I go. I just try as hard as you can and keep it simple. Well, I, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, though, is there? No. And you've got a good, really good group to train around here, haven't you? Oh, yeah, there's plenty, yeah. All for it. Well, it's very star-studded. We went to Non and Aaron's wedding, actually, at the weekend. It was ridiculous how many, like 18, what something like 18 Olympians were there. Uh, but it was ridiculous. I think there were about four world champs in the room and <laughs> 18 Olympians and God knows what else. Runners and triathletes, obviously. So triathlon in UK, it's in a pretty good place at the moment with the likes of like yourself, uh, Georgia, Taylor mm. Brown. Alex Yee, he seems a bit of a phenomenon. He yeah. seems like the new poster boy. Oh, yeah. And he's lovely as well. Yeah. He's a right nice lad. Yeah, they're doing so well. One of the best nations, really. Are we? Yeah, it's a, easily. Yeah. And do you think that's from the legacy from the Brownleys? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? It's they've, they've, yeah, put triathlon on the map for sure. I don't think it'd be half as good as, yeah, nowhere if they hadn't have kind of done as well as they've done and changed the triathlon. All right, well, look, it's been a tough, you know, five months and I really hope you, well, I just hope you don't get another injury, really, and you can string some consistency together and it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom because I can't imagine being out for that long, really. I don't think I've ever really, that's enough, like, when it's out of your control, everything I did was self-inflicted. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, well, that's my fault. But for you, it sounds, you know, it's been taken away from you, which is kind of cruel, really, isn't it? Mm. If you yeah. think about it, but it's been great to have you know a Yorkshire lass uh, on here because, uh, like I said at the beginning, a bit of tongue in cheek. It's all been something as recently, which it has, and I need to kind of s stick to the core values. <laughs> so um, yeah, trying to make it all uh, proper there. It's twenty twenty two now. Core values and op <laughs> optics, uh, but yeah, no, thanks for coming. Really appreciate it. When so any ideas of like a first race that people can look out for or potentially. 
April-ish, I yeah. would say, yeah. No, the triathlon season's ridiculous now. It goes from March to bloody November, so early on next year, potentially. We'll look out for that. Oh, thank you. And no, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed the chat. No, it's been great. It's And look, whenever, you know, it gets to like the weathers, because I'm a fair weather cyclist now, mm. but whenever it gets, you know, the weather gets better, I will, you know, it'd be lovely to go out for a spin. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm only in Headingley. Yeah. And I think I see you at Loaf and Fika sometimes. Yeah, I'm always roaming around those cafes and areas. I know. Oh, it'd be great to get out with Wayne Randall on the bike. I'd fucking love that. You should do, yeah. Come over our way. I keep on trying to get him on, but I think he would, I think it would just be too painful. To try. <laughs> I'd love it. You should get him on. I know. I'll, imagine trying to get him to. I tell you what, we've heard some stories of them, them two. Honestly, on mainly. Well, he tells a few, but a lot of other people say what they've said. But yeah, it's pretty uh, mental. Some of the stories that come out of uh, him and. Tanner. I know. But uh, look, thank you again. Thanks so much. And yeah, wish you all the very best. Ah, oh, thanks a lot. No worries.